Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers, episode 2, version 114. Fuck you. This is Chop. Blake. Chris. Gator. And we, as always, we're going to start with a bottle of whiskey. And today, I don't even know what's going to come out of this uh, magic cooler. Oh, so, shit. So stay tuned. Cooler of mystery. So, today we have Jefferson's very small batch blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Um, it's a pretty cool bottle, uh, bottled for McLean and Kine. Louis, it's a it's a Kentucky whiskey. Oh, that's good. I mean, next to Tennessee and Texas, Kentucky's yeah. a good way to go. Right. Forty one point one five percent alcohol by volume, eighty two point three proof. So it'll get you. It'll get you drunk. It's got a little bit that, that earns some extra points on the drunkenness. Yeah. Uh, we'll go over the the scale the scales later. Um, it's got so on the front it's got Jefferson's and it's got that stuff I just read. On the back, it's got. Um, what appears to be oh, Benjamin, a, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, it's pictured Ben Franklin. Yeah. What's cool though is the bottle's clear, so you can from the front side you can also see the picture. Yeah. Of Benjamin. Yeah, it Franklin. says Jefferson's right across the front, and you can see Benjamin Franklin right there in the back. Dude, it's all about the Benjamins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's I don't know. It's a it's a pretty nice bottle. It's got a wooden top, which is nice. That's unique. Didn't didn't uh. Ben Franklin have a wooden tooth, or like all his teeth were yeah, wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did for sure. That's fucking cool too, man. That's probably why they put the wooden bottle cap on. I, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it. Do you think he had wooden teeth from drinking too much whiskey? Nah, man. Just because he lived back in the day, all his teeth fell out. Yeah, uh, whiskey's good for you. Probably man. getting struck by lightning didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what is cool? At the top, it's got a batch and bottle number. Oh, I so do they're like individually that. batched. Yeah, I wonder if they're individually nice. proofed as well. 82.3% oh, yeah, seems yeah. like a weird... Major proof. major props to the bottle. Here, oh, and let, let's talk about the top, because not a lot of bottles have corks. This one has a cork as well. But this, the the lid, like there's a lid with a cork under it, and this lid is made out of wood. And it, it's got a nice tactile feel. Nice. Um, let's see how it sounds when we open it. All right. Ooh. Subtle. Not quite as loud a pop as some of the others, but uh, it does have... Ooh, that Let's have a little bit of pop. That's, yeah. that's that was nice. nice for that time. Is that, yeah. is that like a C C sharp? <laughs> I think this bottle's nice. Next next uh, test for the bottle is we're gonna see how it sounds when we pour, how it feels when we pour. I do I do like the go ahead and pour. Uh, I was just saying I, I I like the kind of like fuck yeah America revolutionary era type thing that the bottle's got going on. I like that it put a smart person on there. So it's like this whiskey is smart. And a rich person, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it makes you smart. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. You, too, can be like Ben Franklin if you drink Jefferson's whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, I like the glug, 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 glug. It's, it's, it's more subtle than some of the others, The way that, I guess the way the top is, is molded. Um, some of them you get a real powerful, like, this one's a little more, more subtle. But it's definitely better than, like, a, a regular bottle of Jack or, or Evan Williams or something like that. Yeah. It just kind of pours out, like, fucking milk or something. Right. So, Ooh. yeah, that's nice. Milk's delicious. You know what I like in my whiskey? Milk. All right, so the things, <laughs> the things that we're going to pay attention to when we take this shot, um, the criteria we grade them on, sweetness, crunch, bite, bottle, and drunkenness. So, without further ado, cheers. Cheers. Without further ado. Cheers. <sighs> so, right away, <laughs> I'm noticing the sweetness. Yeah, it's real sweet. Uh, with with a little bit of bite afterwards. The bite doesn't come. It's very smooth on the front end. Uh, very sweet on the front end. Bite uh, afterwards. The bite to me, as soon as I exhaled, man, that tastes like 
right after you take a big drink of NyQuil or Robitussin or something. I got cough syrupy. Is it crunchy at all? No, no not no. at all. No, mm-hmm. it's almost it's almost uh, syrupy, like a like like cough medicine. I've definitely got the. Yeah, uh, so it's some Canadian whiskey. <clears throat> I got the uh, evaporative effect on my tongue, you know, where you just kind of feel your tongue burning. Oh, it's tingling a little oh, bit. It makes your yeah. paws tingle. Yeah. It is. It is very smooth though, and it didn't give me the urge to go puke in the trash can, <laughs> which, is, which, which is, is really what you want in a garage whiskey. But you know, maybe this whiskey hadn't been properly aged in the garage like it's supposed to. Yeah, maybe that's not. why it's so smooth. True. Um, so uh, from our criteria on the front end, very sweet, not a lot of bite. Um, z- zero crunch but then at the tail end that bite does i was gonna say come. i think it has a bite it just comes on late and it's a it's got a sweet aftertaste like like i said and almost almost a like a cherry cough syrup is really what i'm, I'm getting a hint of so like on a, on the scale sweetness is higher than i think than most of the other whiskeys we've drank crunch is lower than most of the whiskeys we've drank no i'll say makers was pretty uh was pretty sweet as well uh Woodford's a little bit sweet, but Woodford also has some crunchiness, and the sweetness very well offsets the crunchiness for Woodford. And if I'm being real, I like when I take a shot of whiskey. I like I like it to hit when I drink it. I, I like it on the front end, and then to get smooth, not the other way around. Mm, yeah. So see, I, I actually like it the other way around. You like the smooth up front? Yeah, I, li- I like to be able to get it down, and then and then I can deal with the bite after that. On our on our standing so far, we so we've got Woodford in first. Uh, Gentleman Jack in second, and then there's kind of some debate uh, over third, but it, it, where it stands, it's uh, regular Jack Daniels and Maker's Mark. Tied for third. Uh, I'm gonna, I would say I actually do enjoy this Jefferson stuff. Uh, it, it, it caters to me. Like I said, I like, I like the, the late bite um, and the sweetness from the smoothness going down. I don't like crunch. And the bottle is uh, tip-top for me, so I would say uh, I would actually throw this one in third above Jack and Maker's for me. Wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah, mm. I uh, I I think um, the bottle definitely major points in the bottle. It's a cool bottle, both with the the batch number. I think that's cool. The cork is cool. The top is nice. Um, the labeling is is cool. The way you can see Thomas or uh, I'm sorry Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I might, it, it might be Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> it's a hologram, bro. Uh, no, I I think it's I think it's good. I'm not gonna put it in my top three. I think Jack Daniels, both Jack Daniels and Maker's Mark are better. Um, it's sitting in third, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's not a bad whiskey. Maybe top five, maybe mm, definitely top ten. How about that? Okay. Well, I mean we can give it a, a more proper, uh, you know, review later on once we get into the how drunk is it going to get you and things like that. Yeah, because that's important. Well, and right. to be to be real, we have a lot of different whiskeys that have yet to hit the table. Yeah, um, this is going to be some extensive research that Thousands. we're doing. Yeah extensive research that we're doing here um yeah I, there's gonna be a day where we go to get our, our our weekly bottle and and we're like well fuck the our choices are down to these three you know and we're gonna have to start outsourcing and figuring out where to get different kinds of whiskey right I mean, like maybe we'll have to i'm not saying we're gonna go to like mexican whiskey or, or uh you know russian whiskey, russian whiskey. No, yeah. no no i want to keep to real whiskey but you know there's other there's other places you could there's Canadian whiskey. There's Irish whiskey. Like actual whiskeys. What about yeah. Scotch whiskey? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down too. Scotch is a big category. So we were talking about that. This bottle is is very America. Fuck yeah! And I, you know, I definitely again got, got major points, points for the bottle. It's it's got top top points, top marks for the bottle. So there's another 
whiskey that maybe we can try one day, but for right now, it's probably going to be kind of hard to get a hold of. But uh, definitely not America, fuck yeah. But North Korea is making whiskey now. What? Oh. Yeah. North they, Korean uh, whiskey, huh? So it's a little different because they, you know, they're foreign, so they spelled it wrong. So it's W-H-I-S-K-Y whiskey. Well, <laughs> English isn't their first language. Yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll give them a little bit of a break, but... Um, yeah, so there's a North Korean distillery, um, which I'm going to butcher this name, but um, Sam- Samoblow? Samoblow? Yeah, sure. Samoblow. Uh, Samuel- Samoblow. That sounds good. Samoblow. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're making a whiskey now. Not a whole lot of information on it, but... Uh, <laughs> From North Korea? Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strange, I know. Where would one get information on this? Like, how do we know about it? Dennis Rodman. It's got, yeah, Dennis, it's Rodman. Got to be Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Well, we've, there's some kind of leak, right? Like we've got our spy in the field. He tweeted out or something with Trump when he was. Uh, yeah, and well, it's what well, Trump he didn't tweet out from North Korea. That's for sure. <laughs> he walked over to the other side. Hold on, I gotta make a phone call real quick, dog. It's gonna be the most expensive Holy. whiskey that ever existed if it does make it to America, just because of the tariffs. And yeah. I'm just <laughs> guessing. It's probably tastes like swilling. It's probably a gnarly hangover. <laughs> well, so you know they say. Somebody says, I don't know who they are, <laughs> but somebody says that it's actually got medicinal properties. So um, the, the little information that we do have about it is they say that it has 15 amino acids that lessen the detrimental 15 effects. 15 amino acids? Yeah, hell yeah. That's that's health buzzwords right there. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, no, it says that they lessen the detrimental effects of alcohol abuse. Um, and then also that in 2016, North Korea invented liquor that didn't have a hangover. So this whiskey... That Kim Jong-un definitely invented, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this whiskey that Kim Jong-un invented, not only does it get you drunk, you also can't get addicted to it, and it's healthy for you. Yeah. And you won't get a hangover. Because it has amino acids. Yeah. What? Is this like Pedialyte and vodka or Hangover-free like, liquor. Where does that fall in the hangover physics and shit, I wonder? That's, uh... I don't they've know got their top scientists working on it. They they took our physics and shit, and they've, uh, they've uh, focused it distilled it Dude. down to a, a perfect science yeah. and invented a liquor that you that'll get you drunk and you won't have a hangover. I don't because know, I don't know why, be- but I believe you, man. It's because <laughs> what the science has figured out is they've they figured out a way that they can get you drunk on the liquor and then you just stay drunk forever. Nice. So you can't ever be hungover because you're drunk and forever. Shit. Yeah. Oh. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's how you're never hungover. Yeah. Like, and that's why that's why it's actually healthy for you. So they say like a, you know a glass of wine with your dinner every night can actually be good for your heart and stuff like that. So you get drunk once and then you never have to like drink whiskey again. It's like the reaction from too much acid. Yeah. Never come down. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. So <laughs> in this country where they, you know, eat rocks, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're out of rice because they used it to make all the whiskey. So. Well, so that's the thing though is nobody actually knows what uh, what grain they used or how long it's aged because the company isn't like divulging that information. Given it's Korea, nah. it's got to be rice, right? Like or ramen. So <laughs> ramen whiskey. Ramen whiskey. <laughs> well, that's that's what it'll be that called be if it ever swirl. makes it here. Oh my God! Could you imagine? So normally, if, if, being serious for a minute, normally people don't divulge the information about their whiskey because, in America at least, there's only like five or twelve. I don't know. There's very few actual distilleries and so every whiskey that's out there is basically just a blend of other recipes and right and they don't want to say oh we we don't actually make our own whiskey we get it from this distiller that mixes a couple different kinds of whiskey so i would want to think that north korea is doing that and that's why they don't want to vulge but 
I'm a lot happier. It makes it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside to think that uh, North Korea is making their own whiskey using grain that they stole directly out of the mouths of the children of their people. Yeah, and uh, they're using that to make the finest whiskey in the world man crank up production let's get it shipped over here we need to end that trade embargo going on for the first time i mean i'm i'm rooting for him i hope this launch of this whiskey goes better than all the other launches from north korea Mm -hmm. hell yeah Mm -hmm. dude hashtag team north korea whiskey Mm -hmm. on this one i'm i'm on board i think uh i think i can speak for all of whiskey and whiskers when i say go north korea making it out of the food of their people (laughs) though i mean that that sounds like a plot in a rambo movie for sure Oh, new Rambo movie. In North Korea? Yeah, Rambo's definitely got to go to North Korea, right? Yeah, for those, sure. Those are the bad guys. Like, he's going to fight North Korea and ISIS at the same time. It's got to. Got to. But, sure. but uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like the idea of Rambo going into North Korea and stealing grain from the whiskey distilleries to give to the people. No, I, no, no, no. He steals the whiskey and okay. gives it back. Like, he's the, he's the whiskey... Uh, Robin Hood, huh? Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. I can, or, I can or back Rambo. this message. Yeah. So instead of feeding him, he goes steals the whiskey and gives all of the, the citizens of North Korea whiskey? Yeah, straight up rides in on a helicopter... Uh, riding a rhino, drops in, wreck <laughs> shop on... The, the helicopter's all, on top of the rhino. All yeah. the bad North Korean people. Obviously, the bad boss at the end is going to be Dennis Rodman, right? Dude, <laughs> Rambo versus Dennis Rodman? Whoa. That'd who be, would, who that'd would be a good win, one. though? Like, um, Rambo, obviously. The rhino's yeah. got to win. I don't yeah. know. And, and where does Kim Jong-un stand in this? There can't be a part this, 15. Like, so, how about this? Uh, he's in the sequel. Clearly, Rodman is a physical specimen more intimidating than Kim Jong-un. But mm-hmm. who's the big boss here? Yeah, Kim Jong-un controls his mind. Dennis right, Rodman right. is like, no, that's true. Is like the mountain for the Game of Thrones reference, right? Like He's well, the muscle. He's yeah. he's like the Krang, right? And he rides around in the Dennis Rodman fucking suit. The only problem I have with this, though, is that Dennis Rodman in real life is a great big pussy. Like, total crybaby. Yeah, but he could play a good, he could play a good bad guy yeah, he yeah. in a Rambo movie. He totally could. Yeah. I think you give him the right combination of drugs, they'll probably like go crazy instead of crying. Give him like ninja stars or something. Yeah, and a basketball. Uh, He's good at basketball. basketball. Make him one of those crazy foot karate people that just moves his foot really fast and then kicks five people in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of y'all kicked me? (laughs) So I like the idea of uh, Rambo fighting Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. He's got his big ass Rambo knife, and Dennis Rodman has his basketball. Yeah. But it's some kind of it's <laughs> some kind of weaponized basketball, like maybe on a chain, like a chain block or something. It's like a nuclear warhead, concrete basketball, basketball on a chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, at, as soon as he beats, because Dennis Rodman almost beats him, right? But then yeah, of he's course, gotta get him on the ropes. But then of course Rambo is victorious because he's Rambo, America. Fuck yeah, that's Rocky. And then right then, we get Kim Jong Un slow clapping, and then it cuts to black sequel. <laughs> And so we do it. We get an entire two hours of Rambo versus Kim Jong Un. Hell yeah, Rambo twenty seven, the and final battle. But that's where they introduce the whiskey. Have you have you ever considered the next final battle? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever considered screenwriting in Hollywood? Absolutely, because yeah, I think you think you'd make it. Yeah, I wrote I wrote the most recent Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> damn it! And you're gonna write the next Rambo, I guess. <laughs> I think we just wrote the next Rambo, to be real. Yeah, dude. dude can, uh, can we slap a copyright on this? Copyright and just, Whiskey and Whiskers. 2000. Yeah. Trademark, copyright, 19. whatever. Doesn't we matter. have to touch on it. We have to. Fucking, isn't, isn't, well, Rambo was about to die in the last movie. I'm Sylvester per- Stallone's face is melted, guys. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Rambo's died in most of the Rambo movies. And uh, also, Sylvester Stallone's like 97 years this old. This is actually a crossover. So they're about to turn Sylvester Stallone into a Terminator. 
Oh, oh that would be perfect. That would be a fucking gnarly crossover. Actually, like, Loki, <laughs> that would actually be awesome. That might be the only Terminator that's going to go as hard as Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Yeah. But shorter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but his face is melting. Yeah. His skin is already melting off. Like, yeah. you know, when the, at the end of the, the, the Terminator, when he falls in the lava or whatever, and all of his skin melts off? That's already happening to Sylvester Stallone <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh-huh. The Terminator dies of sadness. And and hot magma. Sylvester Stallone can barely talk. (laughs) The whole thing's taking place in North Korea, so they're just gonna like put subtitles and pretend he's speaking Korean. Mm -hmm. He's speaking. What do they speak in North Korea? North Korean. North Korean. Korean, It's the northern dialect of Korean. Oh, (laughs) is is North Korean different than South Korean? Absolutely. They're two different countries, man. Oh, I'm sorry. That was ignorant. That was ignorant. It's like North America and South America, bro. Come on, dude. (laughs) That's ignorant. Two totally different things, man. So ignorant. No, like, you know, same deal as like, uh, like, uh, you know, how we talk like normal human beings, but then there's like coon ass people that Uh speak a different language. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, we sound very smart and articulate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and meanwhile, all those other motherfuckers. Yeah. We sound smarter in Texas. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> but we do talk good, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, nah, dude, I don't know. Maybe he fucking, like, he charges in on Mammoth. Just fucking two guns. Who, Cam? And a or, uh, it's got to be King Dan. Dan on the Mammoth, because Rambo rides a rhino. Hey, yo, sure. Mick, you know, I'm going to hit the DMZ on a, on a rhino. It's free. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's what that's what's up. Kim Jong Un's his scientists fucking brought back a a mammoth, a mech mammoth, a mech mammoth. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty Cyborg. sure we tried. It's a Terminator mammoth. Ago. I'm pretty sure we tried to bring back a mammoth a couple years ago. Like, found one, dug it up, gave some scientists the DNA, and either they did it and they're not telling us because they did it and they don't want everybody to freak out, or they didn't do it and that was all cock shit. Who the fuck cares? Bring back a fuck. Bring back a mammoth. I'll go see it. Fuck yeah, Jurassic Park, Mammoth Park, man. And then we make it fight a rhino because (laughs) right now a rhino is the heavyweight, undisputed champion of the world. Here's here's what it is though. I mean, that's really a motive with the universal adapter on it, right? Like if if we get to the point where we can bring back a mammoth that died fucking a thousand years ago, like somebody's gonna get stingy with it and be like, man, I miss my mom and. You can't. I mean, that that's mammoth how, that you bring back—that's how you get a zombie park, bro. That mammoth that you bring back is not <laughs> going to be a mammoth that existed back then. It's going to be a new mammoth with new ideas and thoughts and self-worth and, and consciousness, freaking laser gender identity, on their and freaking heads. <laughs> and it's going to be a mech mammoth, and we're going to make it fight a rhino in the Colosseum. Oh yeah, because we have to know. Inquiring minds would like to know for science, it's physics, and shit. because knowledge is power. In a Colosseum, I give it to the rhino. Dude, I think a rhino, yeah. Although, if it's like seven mammoths, I think the rhino might get fucked. So, we know that a, a rhino can beat an elephant, because we've all seen the YouTube videos. Yeah, but can a rhino beat a seven elephants? But a mammoth is a bad motherfucker. That's a big motherfucker. Mammoths, aren't they bigger than elephants? Yeah. Yeah. And they have, like, fur. Tusks. Yeah. Which and tusks. Dope. Like, huge tusks. Like, ones that curl up, like, fucking pubic hairs and shit. And they sound like Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah. that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> So yeah, I think in a uh, uh, like clearly, if if uh, Rambo's sitting on top of the rhino fighting the mammoth, then the rhino's going to win. But just in, in a vacuum, mammoth fighting a, a rhino, uh, you think you think a rhino takes it? You think mammoth beats him out of just sheer size and power? I think one on one, a rhino takes it, but just yeah. barely, and because they're made out of concrete. <clears throat> I'm yeah. going with the mammoth on that one. It's just too big. 
No, I think the, dude, I the Rhino would just run right underneath I think him. Mammoths might be a little soft and squishy, though, and Rhinos are built out of center blocks. Yeah, it's a fact. I, uh, I, I give it to the Rhino, 100%. He's got that fucking horn and that nose that just goes up and down. And yeah. Right at the neck wall, but it won't be at the Mammoth's neck, though. That's what it's going to be saying. at the Mammoth's like, knee, right? That's what I'm saying. It's going to yeah. get him in the dick. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have dicks, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Only time will tell. It's <laughs> clearly... That's so, the route. That's the route that science is going to well, take. Rambo's going to have to go back in time to be Rambo because, like I said, Sylvester Stallone's ninety-seven fucking years old, man. Dude, yeah, maybe he, maybe he can go back to when when the mammoths existed. I, I don't think that was that long ago. Like I think humans were around. Dude, he needs to evolve. Humans like definitely were around for mammoths. Yes, I don't know if they came in contact, but like, oh they, yeah, yeah, they, they came in contact. Yeah, they came in contact because the the Disney movie, right? The, they showed it. Well, they, and the sign at the museum. Historical fact: Neanderthals uh, like killing mammoths with spears. I think they were around like with with uh, like Homo sapiens though. Like I think that the pyramids got built before mammoths died. I believe that they will. If they're around at the same time, they probably built the pyramids with. Clearly, mammoths. the white people destroyed the mammoths. Damn. Yeah. They used the mammoths to build the pyramids. Fucking right, Damn. dude. Yeah, you're honest. That's how that. they moved those big fucking stones. It's they more, didn't use slaves. That's a bunch of bullshit. It's dude. more viable than aliens. Yeah. Yeah, I've oh, never fuck. seen an alien pick up a rock. I've never seen a slave pick up a giant rock. Of course, I've never seen a mammoth pick up a rock either. I have. But we know they could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, elephants move shit now. Like circuses, they pull all the shit down the road, don't they? Yeah, it's fucking... Like all the tent shit. We all watch Game of Thrones. Mammoths can pull down fucking four-inch rolled steel or whatever the fuck that was. There's a a castle in Florida called the Coral Castle. That The whole backstory is this dude by himself moved these giant fucking rocks and built this fucking coral castle now it's tears did he talk about his pet mammoth he had he definitely had mammoths he had to have had a mammoth that's what i'm thinking now now that we're talking about it you know what makes a lot of sense is he locked himself in there in there with a fucking mammoth and built all that shit and everybody's like this dude did it all by himself yeah well i think that the the theory the pyramid mammoth theory is way more viable than the aliens bro Theory or the yeah. castle sure. theory for them. I'll man. take the I'll take the mammoth theory over aliens bro every time. It, yeah, just because be- physics and shit, dude. It's yeah, just- we don't even know that aliens are real. I mean, I think they're real, but we don't even know for sure. We know mammoths were real and that they were around. Mammoths died like four thousand years ago. Pyramids were like forty five hundred years. That's five hundred years. Yeah, two thousand yeah. BC. Yeah, they could have had there, mammoths long, building yeah. pyramids. That's a long that fucking time. Whole shit though that we could just be putting all the bones together of everything wrong. Yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah, but they're big. Yeah, all we, we it doesn't do, matter if we put them together right or not. Whatever it came big from, fucking bones. yeah, fucking big. Yeah, <laughs> even if we put it together all wrong, those big ass bones were four thousand years ago, and the pyramids were forty five hundred years ago. There was some big ass shit that might have been able to pull some big ass rocks. Yeah, for sure. What if they're like big ass people? Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stop debating this. I'm gonna assume that we've discovered how they built the pyramids now. Yeah, it's a fact. And from now on, I'm just gonna tell people that no, they use mammoths for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've discovered it. A hundred percent. It was. It was a fact. And and in the future, when they talk about who who realized this thought and and made it into a actual expression, it was whiskey and whiskers. It was whiskey and whiskers. Yeah. Whiskey and whiskers podcast. Mm-hmm. Copyright twenty nineteen. Damn. <laughs> Going down in history, boys. So it, I mean, can the could the aliens have done it though? Like, could well, yeah, they? of course. Well, I think if you ask the U.S. government, hell yeah. Well, I think yeah, that's no shit. I guess they fucking started saying that they're tracking ufos which i get it that's gonna be different ufos but i don't know y'all y'all read that right yeah I, yeah that's in the news for sure it's just i don't know what i believe so just just you just ufo the the acronym is unidentified flying object so everything that 
that I'm being a naysayer. I know it's more fun to imagine they're seeing aliens flying around, but in reality, they're they're tracking flocks of geese. They can anything they see is an unidentified flying object. Like anything a, in their airspace, like that's a not dick us. in the air. I mean, come yeah. on, like oh, it's UFO. Yeah, but yeah, I, those, no. those fucking pilots. No, that because are, those were identified. It was a giant <laughs> dick in the sky. It took a while, though. Yeah, but those it pilots, was unidentified for a while. They were like, what's that? What we're, is that? Way too many oh, it's a dick. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Totally a dick. Yeah, but the same pilots that are seeing the fucking aliens are the same pilots that are drawing dicks in the sky. True. Yeah. True. Out of mammoths. And the government's definitely investigated the dick in the sky. I mean, we know that for sure. So they're probably investigating fucking everything stupid that happens. Yeah. Th- there, was a, there was a guy, he wrote a book called... Uh, the day after Roswell, like he talked about the the crash, the alien crash or whatever. And so the big argument that, that they're using now is what do these, what do these pilots have um, to gain from this lie? Right. And I'll tell you what they have to gain. It's money. It's money. And, and it's fame. And 15 fame. minutes of fame. Yeah. And, and so in <laughs> court marshals for drawing dicks in the sky. <laughs> so this well, guy, that's their, their game plan too. Right. <laughs> and the other argument would be like, Oh, well, yeah, but these guys are qualified. These guys are, are pilots, right? So Philip J. Corso, it's actually the the inspiration for the name Philip J. Fry from Futurama. Philip J. Corso wrote uh, after Roswell. That's um, Philip J. Corso was a colonel, and he wrote a book called The Day After Roswell about aliens fucking crashing in the New Mexican desert. And he made a, a bunch of money, and he got famous, and now we, he has a Futurama character named after him. Nice. So when these, people, when these people say, what do they have to gain... What do you, what the fuck do you mean? Like, what do you mean these people? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the when the colonel wrote this book, he set a precedent. Like, now people realize, dude, I can I'm qualified enough. I can retire from the military and write a book about aliens. People will buy that shit because they believe me. Hell yeah, you know, because he's credible, right? Yeah, right, right. Maybe that's how we go viral. So we start talking about the aliens, but we got to be credible, and we're not, and we're not. Yeah, <laughs> fact. That's but we are wrong. incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know, fucking, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists are going to have a fucking field day with it because, of course, the government's like, there's UFOs. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Put your tinfoil hats on, boys. YouTube's yeah. so flooded with that bullshit, the though. Like, what are they going to do? All the government really admitted to was that they investigate UFOs, though. Like, they, yeah. you know. That's what I mean. And these, they didn't admit to, like, finding anything. These irrelevant. guys are selling it like facts. And, and, okay, so freedom of speech is a thing. The Corso Day After Roswell book is a thing. Fake news. The precedent has been set. These guys know they can make money. They know they can get famous off of it. They know they can't get in trouble because it's already been done. Like, all they're doing is they're repackaging the same old nonsense and selling it to us again in a different package. Dude, I got an idea about how we can we can accomplish this and become credible. Because uh, these days you can't, like, put an identity on anything. Like, like, how dare you assume my identity, right? So, like, fuck it, dude. I'm a pilot. I see UFOs. I'm a, I'm an alien. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Aliens are Dude, real. Next we, level. You heard it here first, boys. That's next level. <laughs> we have not had anybody come out and say they're an alien yet. That's like, could you imagine if somebody was like, no, fuck you. I'm an alien. I'm sure there's some tweaker somewhere that's been like, I'm an alien. Oh, yeah. I guarantee <laughs> it. I think I but know nobody that. believes him. I think I know that guy and nobody believed him. <laughs> <laughs> he still has his ID, man. He's got to get rid of that shit. But yeah, the, the, the aliens are real. Birds are surveillance drones. You know, the trees are sentient. God, put your fucking... Do you know that's a thing? Do you know that's a real fucking thing about the birds? Birds aren't real. Yeah, bro. There's, it's, 
the surveillance a, drones. There's a website called birdsaren'treal.com. <laughs> it's a real fucking thing that people believe. Like flat Earth oh. and fucking birds aren't real. These are both real things Dude. that exist right now. Aronerealshorts.com. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's advances in modern science. We're talking crazy <laughs> motherfuckers with tinfoil hats. Dude, I, so I, first of all, I just want to appreciate that it's birdsaren'treal.com and not like an organization. <laughs> It's a fucking company. .edu. Yeah. <laughs> .gov. Yeah. <laughs> Birds aren't real. .gov would fuck some people up, dude. I guess. Is, is it, it taken? Is anybody check GoDaddy on this one? <laughs> have we looked? We, we, need a, we need a person to, you know, all these other podcasts have people. Hey, get on that. Look this up. We need to look this up, guy, because I would like to see what. What exactly do they think birds are doing? What, like, where are they coming from and what are they doing? They're surveillance they're drones, bro. Like, we've, we've been over this. Like, the I thought fucking... the trees were surveillance drones. No, they're sentient. Oh, the, oh yeah. The trees have, like, thoughts feelings. and feelings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's that shit where, like, the president, you know, they fucking, they get inaugurated and then they take him into the back room and they're like, here's the room where you watch everybody through the bird's eyes. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And they come out looking like they're 80. Which is, oh shit! That's dude. why all the presidents age so fast. Yeah, and which is why Donald Trump is so uh, prolific on Twitter because mm-hmm. he's he's down with the birds. He's yeah, because he's, he's been yeah because he's been watching people beat off to like SpongeBob hentai through the bird's eyes. <laughs> Y'all gotta check this shit out. Birdsaren'treal.com. It's the fucking shit, man. Explain it to us, uh, <laughs> dude. They've got great gear. It's a movement. Oh, flyer. of course it's a movement. They got, <laughs> they've got these badass t-shirts and shit. We've got a dozen... We're, we're trying to organize a dozen-man march on Saturday. We needed a way to keep an eye on the American citizens without them knowing. There's literally tens of us. It was yeah. imperative for their own safety, of course. We, we hired only the dozen. best. <laughs> it took years. We designed, built, tested, failed. We persisted. Eventually, over decades, we had it. A fleet of covert technological surveillance devices unlike anything the world had ever seen. You know the best we thing called that they... them birds. You know the best thing that they accomplished? Nixon, 78. Is they made these drones taste so good. Have you ever wrapped a, a surveillance drone in bacon <laughs> oh, yeah. and smoked it on the pit? Fuck, dude. Dude. Tasty. 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 Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing better than, like, a dove breast wrapped in bacon with a little jalapeno smoked on a smoker. After it's been spying on you for a little bit. And it's just a little bit. It's a way that I can, like, fight the man, you know? I can use my guns and shoot down the surveillance drones and then eat that motherfucker, and it tastes delicious. Oh, it's so good. Birds are gourmet surveillance drones. Gourmet surveillance drones. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You got me fucked up here. (laughs) If you wrap a, a surveillance drone in bacon and stick it on the grill, are you barbecuing or are you grilling? Grilling. Wait. Ooh. The the word usage. This is going to be a hot oh, topic. Yeah. This is going to be up for some debate here. I don't know if we can go here, man. If if you put it on a grill over charcoal or over gas, then you're grilling. Right. However, if you put it on a smoker, then you're barbecuing. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to break this news to you. All of you are wrong. Hey, so grilling and barbecuing are not synonymous. For for barbecuing, there's got to be smoke and there's got to be. I mean. So here's a conundrum. <clears throat> there's got to be smoke and there's got to be barbecue sauce. Here's a conundrum. I have smoked bacon for bacon and eggs in the morning, and I have also smoked hamburgers. Yeah. Is that barbecuing or grilling? Because if I think hamburgers or bacon, in reality, I'm not thinking It has to barbecue. do with the heat source. Indirect heat is, is barbecuing. Direct heat is grilling. Well, so what if you have, like... An air fryer. Yeah. If you order <laughs> barbecue chicken and it's got barbecue sauce... But it was on a charcoal grill. Uh, technically, it's grilling. 
Now I I I get it. We'll call it a bar. We'll call it barbecue chicken. I love barbecue chicken. I cook barbecue chicken all the time, but I, technically I'm grilling it. So technically you're wrong. Yeah. You're just saying it wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think I think people come to Texas and try barbecue like smoked ribs, smoked brisket, chicken, sausage. That's barbecue. This fucking hot dog hamburger bullshit. <laughs> that is not barbecuing. That's grilling. You're grilling. That's backyard grilling. And there's nothing wrong with that. Come over for a party. I'm grilling. Not come over to a barbecue. You're gonna eat hamburgers and hot dogs. Now you off go my shitty. Now you go to a party. <laughs> you go to a party and he's got a pork butt. I know a few people. Yeah. He's got a pork butt on a smoker, and then he pulls that motherfucker off and, and slices it up. Or better yet, it just falls apart and you eat it. You're barbecuing, dude. That's barbecue, bro. Texas I barbecue. You. I feel you. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a lot of hate on this because I think it's. Uh, I think everybody else says we're wrong and we're probably in the minority. But I have to. The the way I would uh, counter that is come to Texas and try real barbecue, and you'll realize that there's a difference. There's definitely so there's definitely a difference between smoking. So that's where mm-hmm. that's where I come into like. All right, where's the line here? Because, like, I consider smoking a different thing than barbecue or grilling. If I go to a barbecue joint, I don't, I don't want grilled chicken. Right. Are they gonna smoke the joint at the barbecue joint? Hell yeah, dude! Snow smoking the good stuff. <laughs> Check it out, Lexington, Texas. Better than better than Franklin's. Fuck Franklin's. Yeah. I'm from Austin. Fuck Franklin's. Yikes! <laughs> I've never eaten that shit. So yeah, that's because you got to stand in line for four days. That's yeah. not. I, I will never stand in line for any food. I don't give a fuck. I'll go walk over to McDonald's and get my food like that. I'm not gonna wait in line for food. You're fucking nuts. Yeah, dude. I went. I'm, I'm not gonna tell my fuck Franklin story because maybe one day they want to sponsor us. In which case, I might. I might say they're awesome. Might reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I went to Snows. Rode rode my bike out to Snows. Got there at like eleven o'clock in the morning. And they also uh, sell out of barbecue, so you have to get there early. So it's it's not so much a, a dinner thing; it's more of like a early lunch thing. But you wait for fifteen minutes, maybe. Then you get inside and you get your barbecue, and it's barbecue. It's smoked, and you go sit down at the table, and it is the best everything. It's the best be- brisket, primarily. Brisket is if there's a pyramid of barbecue, brisket is the pinnacle right it's the hardest thing to do and it's the best if done right and it's fucking shit if you can't do it right yeah ribs right below it ribs is right there sausage also mm. but you have to make your own sausage for it to count so anyway i i eat my barbecue at snows and while i'm sitting there eating the owner of the motherfucker is walking around and he's like hey guys want a beer and we're like ah it's kind of early and he's like you sure they're free well, fuck yeah. And he's like, all I got's Lone Star. And we're like, shut up. I know. <laughs> That's the only so, free beer anybody's got. <laughs> so he gives us he gives us a Lone Star. Get a free Lone Star. Drink that. Eat the best barbecue you've ever eaten. And then I got up and because, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of barbecuing. So I get up and I'm wandering around and I'm trying to like peek around the corner to look at the, the pits and stuff. And dude, the pit master, it's this, this old lady. Old lady runs the pits. Um She's like, hey, hon, come on back or something like that. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, come on. Blow so job. I walk back and, she, and I got the best blowjob <laughs> I've ever had. Smoke blowjob. <laughs> so I go back there and she's opening the pits and showing me how they work and, and all this shit. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking cool. What kind of, you know, what season? First of all, anybody that's really good at barbecuing doesn't fucking hide like, like you, you always hear about, oh, this is my secret <laughs> recipe. This is my, 
you know, I, I, I can't tell you how what temperature I use or what wood I fuck that. If you're really good at barbecue and you're like, I'm it's at this temperature. I use this type of wood. I put this, this, and this seasonings on it. And I smoke it for this long, because they know you can't recreate it. Yeah. Like you just can't. I can, you know, it's, it's like, like I could tell you how to play a song on guitar. I could, I could tell you how to paint the Mona Lisa. You can't do it. You know, that's what these people are doing. So anyway, she shows me the pits, opens them up, says, yeah, check it out. Shows me how everything works. And then I, I ask her about the seasoning. She tells me what she puts on it. And then I asked her about the wood that they use. And she gets her, her pit guy, like her little hand or whatever. She's like, hey, show them show all the firewood. So we go around back. Boom, blowjob. Second blowjob of the day. <laughs> the guy got you. <laughs> so we go around back, and he's got rows and rows and rows of post oak. And some of them are covered with tarps. Some of them are not. And it has to do with their age. And the, the way the rows are laid out, he's like, those have been here for, for six months. Those have been here for one year. Those have been here for two those have been here for three. We use three-year-old post oak. Da, da, da. Dude, it's so fucking yeah, they cool. Cure, wow. They cure the wood. There is a science to this shit, mm-hmm. and that's why they're the best. Yeah. yeah. Snows is the best. That's cool, man. Like, So I've, I've eaten at Snows, too, and I had a really good experience as well. It wasn't it wouldn't quite the catch double blowjobs and get free beer out of it experience, but uh, but it was a really good experience. So like, I, you know, I showed up, and I actually had like no weight at all. Um, I just walked up. It's in fucking Lexington, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I walked up. That's got part of the allure, and... though. I mean, you jump on a motorcycle or get in your car, you know, and you go cruise out there. And yeah. Saturday morning, like it's 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 a it's a part of the experience. <clears throat> For sure, I had my experience there was was dope. Like, I'd... and the digs yeah. are nice. You sit outside, and there's like this really nice covered patio and gravel, and you know it's covered, and it's it's just it's just a cool experience. Yeah. And I bought a shirt, and it says "Smoking the Good Stuff." Snows. Oh man. Hell yeah. So, talking about barbecue, it makes me uh, think about Jim Bob's. Do you remember Jim Bob's? Oh yeah. Had, did you guys ever have Jim Bob's? I think you had to. I think you have to be a Lake person, Lake Travis person, to know Jim Bob's. And there, I'm sorry to say this, there is never going to be another Jim Bob's, even if the original creators opened up a new spot because the spot that they're in is like a fucking head shop now or something. Yeah. But. uh even if they opened a new one, like it's it's not going to be the same. It, yeah, it's, it's gone it's, forever, it's, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It was so good. It was such good barbecue. That's like from I remember. It's like it's like Woodstock. Like it, there there had to be a there was a general like vibe. There was a thing going on that was it was the location and the time and everything. And you just can't recreate that. You can yeah. try, but it's not it's not going to be real. <laughs> so yeah. many Austin venues that way. They would yeah, put no they would put smoked brisket on the biggest fucking breakfast taco. We call them breakfast tacos. It's a burrito, but in Texas, everything's a fucking taco. Yeah. Hell yeah! So Crunchy. they they made the gnarliest breakfast tacos. You know they don't have breakfast tacos in other places. You go to fucking Florida. Yeah, that's no shit. So I, I have family that lives in Florida, and they'll come into town and be like, "We need some fucking breakfast tacos because that shit isn't real." Like mm-hmm. I guess they're starting to every now and then like they're popping up with like uh, you know food trucks that have them and stuff like that but it's mm-hmm. it's not a thing that is real there well in tacos a, and tacos i mean they're they're prolific here uh torchies is taken off that's from here oh yeah and, and those dude, tacos you can, are fucking dank bro you can go to a gas station and find fucking breakfast tacos that, like, that ain't no shit neither yeah, yeah. trucks have, have badass tacos. tacos from a gas station yeah. a little gas station between spicewood and kingsland the little green one uh, they they've got badass breakfast tacos. They've just got all. Like, you start with a giant tortilla on one end, and you walk down the line, and it has 
You start with like eggs, bacon, sausage, all the different shit. Dude, that's that's a and thing. You just put a scoop of whatever the fuck you want in there. That's a thing that's kind of Texas exclusive too. Because I've heard some people get fucked up when I tell them I'll eat some gas station food, and they're like, mm-hmm. "You're gonna fucking die. Like you're gonna get sick as fuck." No, it's different. It's this different. is a different yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. We got the we got the people that came from down south and came up here and hopped up in a gas station and started making tacos and they're fucking dank. Well, like, one, of our, shit. one of our most revered barbecue joints is based out of a gas station. Like, yeah. I mean, Rudy's is, is top of the line. Really good shit. I'm a big fan of Rudy's. Yeah, dude. dude Rudy's is consistent as fuck. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's and their good. extra moist brisket is off the chain. But so if, if we're going to give a shout out to, to Rudy's and shit like that, dude, you got to give a shout out and an honorable mention to Smokey J's. If you're in Austin, go fucking yeah. get Oh, Smokey cash J's. only. And it's worth stopping at the ATM. Him, bro, yeah. Yeah. you can, and they they have that pit. They put that pit right out by the road at oh, twenty yeah. two twenty. You can yeah. fucking smell that shit. And they in your car. they just get they hook people all day and drag them in with that smoke. I w- I will say that that is the best chopped beef sandwich I have found at any barbecue joint anywhere ever. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. Without a doubt, best chopped beef sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. And I've done some yep. research, and it, dude, nobody can top it. Like dude. it's, it is the best thing oh, you will eat. So good. Uh, as I'll, far as, I'll, as uh, I'll drive 30 minutes out of the way to go and eat there. And uh, while we're on air, shout out to James, who runs the place, and Smokey. Yeah. I, dude, I passed that shit on my way to work. It's And it's it's cool. It's a motherfucker. Yeah. You got to not pull in every day. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, and it's, and, you Their know. breakfast tacos are off the chain, too, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a little roach coach that sets up right out front. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it looks gnarly. Like, it looks sketchy. But... It, it's a Mexican dude that just fucking slings tacos, and he knows what the fuck he's doing. Gets these are home, street tacos. These are homemade tortillas, like, and I and I'll get greasy with it. Give me that barbacoa. Oh you yeah. know, give me the lingua. Mm-hmm. I'm down, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some corn tortillas and squirt some some lime and onions and cilantro. Fuck, y'all don't know what's up. No, that's that's fucking your three tacos. That's crazy good shit. But <laughs> you need to come to Texas and figure it out. Yeah, that's yeah. a here thing. Yeah, I think that's exist. I think that's a here thing, kind of like the tortilla lady or the tamale lady. Tamale so, lady. and before everyone gets butt hurt, like, all right, I, like we're we're from Texas. I doubt very highly that we have pizza here that can compete. You know, like that's I, just yeah. just not in our repertoire. Mr. Like, Gaddy's is fucking good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gaddy's is off the chain. <laughs> like that's I, pizza. Dog. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that we're better at food. I'm just saying we're better at barbecue. Yeah, that's and fact, like and breakfast tacos. We can't fuck with tacos. a. Uh, uh, Philly cheesesteak or like right, right. pizza, or, you know, like everybody's got their thing. Dude, Texas Dolphy is off the chain. Uh, and I'm not saying we can't nail one, but I'm saying that like we, like you're average, we can't walk into a gas station and get a fucking. Uh, Although I think California has some pretty dope tacos, but they're not. It's different. It's they're different. not the same. Yeah. It's different, and they're twenty bucks. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. That's, yeah, that's here, no shit either. here it's it, dude. Yeah. It's a Mexican dude in a truck, and he's like, okay, and you're like, give me some of that and some of that, and he. He packs them in a brown bag and he hands it to you and you hand him a five dollar bill and this bag is packed with tacos and he yeah. gives you hand him a five dollar bill and he gives you three dollars back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! All right, yeah. Blake eats it and, and they're fucking shits dope. his pants. Oh, dude, dude! <laughs> every every now and then, every now and then, you you'll get done wrong. It it does happen on occasion, but the hundred times that you get it right are so worth the one time that it goes wrong. What about what about? Uh, I know you guys have done it. You bite into a, a taco that you're not exactly sure what it is, and you get some fucking fire, like the hottest thing you've ever oh, eaten yeah. in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. that's and they, they can fuck you up a couple different ways because like Chinese food will get you like that too. Sometimes it'll be a sauce, and so you'll you'll take a bite and just be like, oh shit. And then sometimes it'll be like 
some kind of fucked up pepper and you'll get like two or three bites in and then uh-huh. you'll get one and it'll fucking light you up. Oh, it builds. Yeah. yeah. By the time you're done, you're just crying and snotting everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or a pepper seed. That's like an atomic bomb in your mouth. Yeah. 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 Sure. We've all, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bad. Speaking of burn, it's about that time for uh whiskey shots. Eh? Oh, are you ready? Yeah. Let's give this Jefferson a, another go. Yeah. See what this is all about. All right. Hold on. All right, let's try this again. Let's uh, let's see how it goes down this time. Shots, let's go. Oh. <clears throat> you almost threw up on that one, Blake. <laughs> nah, never. <laughs> Far from puking. <laughs> That's different. <clears throat> I'm different. It's the sweetness, bro. That sweetness on the front end. Yeah, for sure. The sweetness on the exhale for me. It yeah. goes down easy enough. It's that... It's, man, it's got the bite on the XL. I'm sure all booze does this, but man, it gets me right in the in the gut, just the the warmness, you know. Do you think it's uh, I mean, we're two we're two or three shots in now. Do you think it's got more uh, dr- the drunkenness? That's what I'm trying to evaluate. <clears throat> Less drunk than Makers. That Makers was was strong stuff that, that hit hard on the drunken scale for sure. Um, but more than probably some of the others. Hmm. I think it's a unfair advantage because I may or may not have had sake with my dinner tonight, so <laughs> my drunkenness might be a little bit messed up with that Chinese Japanese, whiskey. Japanese whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Tip the scales a little bit. Yep, yep. I think I account for a, quite a bit. Of, like, I wonder how much alcohol I've drank in my lifetime. Like, I bet it's got oh, to be, like, Dude. gallons, right? Like, no. Gallons is barrels. a fucking joke. Barrels. Yeah. Gallons, barrels and barrels yeah. and barrels. Dude, I, have, I'm, I bet I've drank barrels of just raw liquor. Like, yeah. Dude, I've drinking kegs and kegs and kegs and kegs of beer, and I've drinking barrels of liquor. I've got a statistic. All right. Did you know that the top 10% of drinkers account for more than half of all alcohol consumed in the U.S.? That's insane. I believe that 100%, dude. Wow. But I believe it. That's why people aren't like me. Yeah, those hardcore alcoholics. And yeah. yep. that, <laughs> that equates to like 70-something drinks per week. For Dude, those so alcoholics. Let me let me lay this out there. So uh, back <laughs> yeah. in back in my in my heyday, I so we we drank from a keg and I would go home and my like my normal average kind of day looked something along the lines of drinking about 10, 12 pints, which you know, that translates up to like I think it's like sixteen beers. It comes in pints? Yeah. So uh Dude, I, I believe that 100%. Like, I, I was in the depths of alcoholism 100%. But, like, dude, I was drinking about 16 drinks a day. Like, that was pretty normal wow. shit for me. See, I've never I've never had it with a beer because I'm not a beer drinker. I'm, I'm, so what is 16 drinks per day times 7? That kind of math is impossible. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. You can't figure dude. that out. It's a lot. But I'm a, I'm a whiskey drinker. It's so like I, for me, like, drinks can 12. count as shots. And if I really think about it. Uh, on a regular night of drinking, I would have about 10 shots. If I go heavy with it, it's closer to 20 in a night. And uh, you do that two nights a week, and fuck, dude, that's 40 drinks. Yeah. See, I'm sitting here being like 70 nights or 70 drinks a week, fucking alcoholics. And then I'm like, wait, so if I drink, I don't know, what, five or six shots every week and on doing this show and then also drink five or six shots Friday night, Saturday night, and then also drink like a case of beer. See, but you're different because you drink the case of beer. I don't drink (laughs) the beer, but I drink more shots. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll take shots in between the shots, but I'll nurse one beer for like an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah, dude. If you, if you kill two cases of beer on a weekend, that's 48 drinks straight up. Like that's, 
straight up, and you wow. make he makes five shots a night in that, and that's enough. That's an extra ten. Yeah. I'm fifty-eight drinks. I need to fluff man. these numbers just a little bit, and I'm going to be in that top ten percent of drinkers. Hell yeah. Almost there. Do it. We need to pump those numbers up. Oh yeah, dude. If just we get start, a keg, dude. Uh, dude. If we start I mean, recording two nights a week, I'll, I'll be there for sure. I don't actually drink two cases a week. <laughs> by the way, no, but like, I mean, I'm I not mean, saying I haven't. I'm just saying I don't regularly. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Is like I've been there where you know I was drinking almost a case of beer like on a daily basis. Like, the, and it's it's fucked up for sure. But I can definitely see how like the top ten percent of drinkers make up for all of that shit. Because like it, it, if there is you know, there was one. A, if there's one in ten people who drink like I did, then there's a lot of fucking people to get no, drunk out there. No, that's yeah. There was a time there where we were legit killing two to four handles in a weekend every weekend between me and you and or a couple of other. Yeah, people but that was all well. you guys. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one beer. You said it. You said it was like seventy something drinks, right? Yeah, so like, over seventy, like seventy five. Call it. Yeah, I, well, so that, like that's where the numbers get crazy, and like I don't know, my brain works per with week numbers. though per week. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like so on my average week, if I was drinking, uh, you know, the numbers add up to like a hundred and hundred and ten, hundred and twenty drinks, then like my one percent or whatever is making up for a lot of other people's not drinking. You know what I mean? That's true. Like if you take your two cases of beer and you throw my extra forty drinks on there, you're that top ten percent also. Yeah, but that's a bummer. Uh, I don't want to. I, I don't want to perpetuate the idea that we're a bunch of raging alcoholics here. No, we're we're whiskey connoisseurs. Oh, some of us are whiskey connoisseurs. <laughs> well, I you know I've probably got it. I've probably got it narrowed down to less than twenty. It's easy to talk about my numbers from what my numbers were ten years ago because it really feels kind of like yesterday in a lot of ways. You know yeah. what I mean? So the, the reality is, I drink a lot less often now. So I mean, like I said, maybe ten ten shots every time I drink. Uh, and once or twice a week, I do that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and if I go hard, I'll have 20 one of those nights. And, and I just try to, I there. just try to supplement it with like more mild stuff, like, like coffee, cigarettes and, and heroin. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of ether every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, it's kind of on those numbers though. Like there's, uh, some of those numbers are a little bit skewed. Like it, I, so I remember looking this up at one point and I think that's like 40% of Americans say that they don't drink at all, which is. A prob- yeah, probably a little bit of bullshit. Like you know, they probably don't drink enough to like really get counted into statistics or anything. Maybe fifteen percent of Americans don't actually drink. I will say, I've I've been watching Deadwood lately, and I don't want to go into about shows and stuff or about, you know I'm not gonna yeah. talk about Deadwood, but they drink all the time, and I'm sitting there watching them take shots of whiskey, and I'm like, I want a shot of whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely like twinges that that alcoholism <clears throat> fucking bone or oh, whatever yeah. yeah and it's during the week so i'm like oh, i'm not gonna do that but i can feel it breaking mm-hmm. bad makes people smoke meth straight up yeah <laughs> cook meth yeah. way to go breaking bad god damn it <laughs> assholes cheech ruining and, america cheech and chong makes people want to smoke cigarettes too yeah yeah the half bake definitely makes people want to smoke smoke weed for yeah. sure <laughs> that's no shit lord mercy dude so i, I have a thing uh, whenever I see somebody get a new tattoo, I get fucked up and like, I have to get a tattoo. I always like, want, I always want tattoos. I'm with you on that note. Yeah. And I mean, I always want them, but if somebody else gets one, it fucks my head up. Like I, I need a tattoo at that point. So, I have a weird angle on tattoos. Uh, most of the time the tattoo is less about the tattoo itself and more about the context that I got, like the reason for getting the tattoo. Yeah. So it's not so much about the artwork. Like, and don't get me wrong, there's great, great artwork out there. 
um, and and people get it just for that. Most of mine aren't that. That mm-hmm. I, I have. I don't know. I've probably got six six tattoos or I don't know six or seven. But uh, most of them, it's like you know this one I got because tattoos were twenty bucks, and we decided we wanted to get a twenty dollar tattoo. Yeah. This other one I got because uh, you know Chop had a tattoo gun and wanted to tattoo somebody and yeah. had never done it before. Yeah. I'd never been tattooed by somebody that had never tattooed before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I like the 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 story behind it almost more than the tattoo itself. It's like a it's like a badge or a or a it's, it's a a footnote a spark note for a memory. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I've got a little bit of artistic value in me, like when it comes to like drawing and whatnot. So I appreciate the artistic piece of it for sure. Oh yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, a good tattoo is way better than a shitty tattoo. Well, so, mm-hmm. so fill me out. But I also lean on the side of situational, right? So like this one Friday the thirteenth. The local motorcycle shop here was uh, offered like thirteen dollars tattoos on Friday the thirteenth. Thing that is pretty, you know, global, whatever. Yeah, it's thirteen dollars, and you tip, and it ends up being twenty bucks even. And, and it was at the Harley dealership, and I own a Harley, and it was Friday the thirteenth, and I was like, "Fuck it, dude, I'm gonna go to the Harley dealership." And I literally got a tattoo laying on a table in the middle of the showroom, looking at all these beautiful fucking motorcycles, which is cool context. For- fucking cool as shit, but it was this little bitty just Harley shield is all it was, and it was right on the side of my leg, and. I got home and I was like, that's cool as shit because the experience was awesome and it was just a badass thing. Uh, but then I was like, but the tattoo is stupid. It's tiny on my leg. It's too small. So I had to go the next week and I went and got like a fucking quarter sleeve on my leg done of the, of the entire Harley in, uh, engine behind the, behind the medallion uh, that was only $13. So it looks like it was all one tattoo, but really it was two tattoos. Um, and it was it was a cross because I appreciated the experience is why I got the first but one. But then you had to make it. But good I art. had to make yeah. it good art as well because I feel and, like I want it to be good art. If and it's I don't want people body. to think that like all the work that I, I've gotten work by some very talented artists, and I've actually gotten really lucky on a couple of at least two of my tattoos. I can't even book the guy anymore because he's so booked up because he's just stacked. Yeah. But I can also tell you like the occasion for each one of those tattoos. You know. Right. I got this one. You know. I got this one on my 21st birthday. I got this one uh, at my bachelor party. Like, Do you still have regret that we didn't get the shark tattoos fucking drunk on the beach at 9 a.m. that I one do. day? I do. I <laughs> do. And, and it was totally about the experience. I don't care what the tattoo would have been. It yeah, would have been fucking cool. It's like we're at the beach. It's going to be a shark. I didn't even know why, <laughs> but I'm going to put a shark on my fucking body. And the world told yeah. us no. It turns yeah. out. Our wives you- told us no first. And we said, fuck them. <laughs> but, but we went anyway. And then the world was like, nope, you can't get a tattoo Apparently today. the tattoo shops aren't open if you're drunk at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I mean, I, I kind of fall into that boat as well. Like, I, I appreciate the experience a lot. So, But uh, I, I appreciate, like, kind of, I hate to be like, I, I love all aspects of it. But, like, the tattoo culture really, like. not pandering. Yeah. The, <laughs> the tattoo culture has, like, a lot of draw to me. So, for me that same Friday the 13th experience that you guys are talking about for me was more of like a, this is a part of tattoo culture and that's something that I want to be a part of. And so like for me getting that tattoo was more about being a part of the, the that's tattoo. A different, that's a different angle. Cause I was there that day. I, yeah. I got a tattoo that day and I got it for a completely different reason. Yeah. And so for me like that, that was what was cool to me. And, and you know, some of my tattoos are very like emotionally attached and I, I got them because they meant a lot to me or something like that. And then some of the other ones are more just like, I, I like it. Like this is something that interests me, so I got it tattooed on me. Like 
that's it. There's there's no other fucking story. Yeah. And then uh, like I have another one. I tattooed myself because I thought it would be fucking that's cool. That's super. That's cool. really hard mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And yeah, it is super hard. It did not turn out as well as I wanted to. Just throwing that out there. If you're going to tattoo yourself, I'm not going to tell you not to. I've but, tried this. I've done this. I don't have artistic ability at all, and I still that's on my bucket list is I have to tattoo myself at some point. Yeah. It's it's skill skill be damned. It's, it's yeah. a cool it's a cool experience. Um it you know, I'm not gonna say that you should you should do it, but I, I am gonna say that it was a it was a really cool thing. Put like, it somewhere like I started tattooing like right on your wrist, the top of your like your knuckles, your face, or something like that. Yeah, I I, I mean I tattooed like uh, right in front of my ear, like on my jawline. Uh huh. Um, whenever I did mine, so I mean I, I really wanted to show it off. That's really good if you can tattoo yourself in the mirror and it's it's going the wrong direction and you're having to. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it's. it's I think a you should write Blake rocks on your knuckles. R O X. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness no like so I, I you know i tattooed my leg obviously because like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tattoo my face but pussy you let somebody it, else it was, do that for you right? it was cool it was an experience man and then like uh you know i um at, at this point like it's almost a reward or like a celebration like you know i uh, i started a full sleeve for uh my 25th birthday which was also my first year into sobriety and you know there was just a lot of cool things that are life experiences that i tied to tattoos that i have now so like when I think about my tattoos, like I have one that's for my mom and dad, but I got it on my 18th birthday and mm-hmm. when I was already living out on my own and stuff. So like uh, I tie those experiences to the meaning behind the tattoo and then I tie that into like the whole culture and like being able to talk to people about tattoos and stuff like that. And it's just kind of a cool thing. Like tattoos are getting more and more socially acceptable and uh, so, they're becoming more and more integrated into like everyday society. And it's it's cool to have that connection with people. So where do you stand on piercings now? Because I know you went hard on piercings for a little bit. Where do you stand with piercings now? Do you feel uh, the same way about piercings that you do tattoos? Uh, to some extent. Like, um, I, th- I wish that piercings were more socially acceptable. I wish that I could get more piercings that I could, uh, like, display all the time. You know, like, I, I have my ears pierced. I have my nose pierced. Um, but, like, both of them, uh, I can't hide my ears. But, uh, I, you know, I can hide my nose piercing. Ear piercings are generally pretty well accepted, so... Uh, you know, if I could, uh, so where's the line with piercings? Like, I understand like a few piercings that are facial that you can see. Uh, I get lost to like the people who hang from meat cleavers by their nipples. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, we put an ice pick through my dick and then I want (laughs) to hang. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Through both my butt cheeks, bro. Dude, I I can't knock it because I haven't tried it. Um, that's kind of where I sit on it. Like, that's a dangerous way to live. Yeah, it is. But, uh. You know, I don't know, suspension and shit like that. It's a little more extreme than Eileen. Um, you know, like, I wish that I could have more visible piercings and things like that. I don't... Um, turns out I haven't tried sharing a needle with a transvestite hooker. Yeah, turns out. But yeah. no, I like... Uh, oh, you haven't lived, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a dangerous road to go down, yeah. top. Yeah. No, I... Uh, like, I, I don't understand piercings quite as much. Um, I do like them. I, you know, I, again, I, I like the appearance of them and I, it kind of fits into the culture. So like I can kind of get behind that, but like, I don't I don't necessarily understand the aliens, people hanging the yeah, oh, cleavers yeah. by your nipples. Yeah, yeah. Suspension is what I was trying to think of. Um, I don't necessarily it's, understand. Suspension. It's the pain thing. It's the pain. Oh they yeah, get, absolutely. And there's definitely, the there's something, honestly, if, if I was going to be real about it, what I think that it is, is that I think, uh, whenever you go get a tattoo and they drill on you for fucking 
a couple hours and you leave there, you're kind of fucked up. Like, oh, oh yeah, it's no, euphoric. not kind of. Yeah, you no. get you get, you get you get soupy. Mm-hmm. You have an adrenaline dump. Yeah, and I mean that's that's an adrenaline dump. Uh, what I found is I can do this without the pain. Yeah, and and to me that's a lot better. I'm not one of these people that gets off on pain. Like I just I just don't. I avoid it. I get mad if somebody hurts me. I just get mad. Like, <laughs> well, what I was gonna say I'm is not I think, like, oh yeah, baby, hit me harder. No, fuck that. I'm gonna hit you back harder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think suspension goes like they're they're looking for that. They're looking for that like uh, euphoric like getting fucked up off a of, off a of pain. I know I I've told this story, but my bachelor party, it seems like it was all about pain and. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna. I'll tell the story and fast forward. Uh, I thought your bachelor party was about blowjobs. It was not just me. I wrestled. <laughs> I, I got a That's barbecue. Job, I got a blowjob from Chris, <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrestled this big ass dude and got my neck fucking twisted. Dude, up. that was a big Samoan motherfucker. Yeah. And then uh, went and played paintball, and then went and got a tattoo after that. Or and had a wicked hangover. The oh, whole and I did the, the gauntlet thing where <clears throat> where everybody shot me. Um, with the paintball guns. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and heroin. I'm not saying it can do everything for you that it did for me, but what I will say... You remember it? it I remember it. I remember every moment of it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, even, I knew that it was going to kind of suck, especially that gauntlet thing where everyone was shooting me with paintballs. I knew it was going to suck. Like, I showed up there knowing that that was going to happen, mm-hmm. and it was going to suck. And by the time I got to the end of that, that row, I was, it was all I could take. Bro, like, I was wicked hungover for paintball. <clears throat> but yeah, that's now I can't forget it. It's like ingrained in there. It's it's oh, permanent. Yeah. So and that, I don't I don't think that I, I don't seek out pain, but uh and I don't get off on it, but I but I've experienced that that euphoric feeling. I've gotten a tattoo with uh with one of our, our best homeboys and completely stone cold sober and we got done. And we went to Top Notch or something and ordered hamburgers, and we're sitting there waiting on them because we have to eat now. You have to eat yeah. after you get a badass tattoo. I take donuts with me when I go for tattoos. And we're yeah. sitting there Lots waiting for hamburgers to show up, and I was like, are you kind of fucked up? And he was like, yeah. And we just, I mean, that's a thing. There's that, that adrenaline dump is a real, like, and it's euphoric. It's good. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Dude, but I get it doing 125 on the motorcycle the same way. Oh, I, yeah. I get off, and every hair on my body is standing on its end. And I, and I I've had a complete adrenaline dump and I feel euphoric, and especially if something gets squirrely, like even I don't even have to be going hard. Somebody could pull out in front of me, dude, and all adrenaline dump for sure. Yeah, but again, just like the pain thing, I don't chase a dangerous situation on my motorcycle. However, if it happens, I remember it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't chase it now, but there's been times in my life where I have chased it. And I'm not going to say that I'm not going to chase it again. Because there's going to be a time, I'm pretty sure at this point, when I get my bike back together, I'm going to go see. I'm going to test it. I got to find out. Like, I got to know. I got to know if everything I did, like, made a difference, right? Well, and there's, uh, like, to kind of tie it back in, I think that that uh, you're talking about remembering everything through pain and things like that. I, then there's probably something tied to that with tattoos, like the way that I remember oh, my, sure. my <laughs> life experiences and where I was and what I was dealing with and all of that while I was getting these tattoos is probably tied to that pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it kind of goes into that whole thing. Like pain is very that? temporary. That's the thing. I, so all this pain happened at, at my bachelor party. The pain isn't what I remember. Right. Yeah. The the event is what I remember. And I remember it because it hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, I remember my 18th birthday, like, vividly. And a lot of that's probably tied to because, like, I dealt with a lot of pain that day when I was getting my tattoo. I don't remember my 25th birthday, but I remember the day after my 25th birthday. 
and uh, I quit drinking rum. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. You mean pirate whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, pirate whiskey. Yeah, I quit drinking pirate whiskey the day after my 25th birthday because I was experiencing the pain from my 25th birthday on the day after. I think that a lot of people go through life and and they're not even like present or conscious as it's happening. I, I'm not I, and I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I do this. Like this yeah. it's like the normal nature of people. Well, we compartmentalize and that's how we move on like oh shit like But even like like don't to, think about it. Like today, how much of problem. today are you going to forget tomorrow, you know? How mm-hmm. how much of today were you actually there for and present and how much of today is just going to be lost in the ether? And and part of that tattoo, riding motorcycles, whatever experience it is, um Part of that is is trying to be present or cognizant for that moment and and be alive and be aware. Um, it's that you know I'm not I'm not going to live the same year seventy five times and call that a life. I'm going to experience right. uh, and you know I've, I've I've caught myself and and I want to do it more, but I've caught myself like I'm out in the bay in, in the Gulf and I'm fishing and we catch a bunch of fish or whatever we're hung over you know that's part of the experience you got to get up early and then you go out and you fish sweat it out you catch them and then you sweat Drink it out and then you're like yeah i'm gonna start drinking beer and then you catch a bunch of fish and then you have like a bro five moment and and riding back in the boat i can remember looking over at my buddy and i was like dude right now is one of those good times All right now is one of those times that we need to remember and i just made a conscious effort to uh remember that and to be present for it yeah and moment of clarity. Oh uh, yeah, a moment of clarity. And now I can't forget it because I made a conscious effort to, to be there. Yeah. Well, it's those sure. moments of happiness. We hang on to those and that's how we're able to compartmentalize all the bad shit and all the nasty shit. Like, oh that shit sucks. I'm not gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about Yeah, you gotta let that shit go. For real. Yeah. But I think right. I think letting it go is almost inherent also. I think being present is is harder to do. You actually have to make an effort at that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Down. Mm-hmm. And that's what none of us can do. Yeah, look up. Yeah, it's pay time. Attention. Pay it's, attention, motherfuckers. It's time, bros. You got to pay attention. You got to live in the moment, and you got to abide by rule, rule number, number one, one, and you got to abide by rule number two. So be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you can listen to us. We have new episodes every Monday. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. So again, remember rule number one: don't be a pussy, and rule number two: shut the fuck up.